Welcome to Teachers in Business. I'm Sarah Torby, and I help former teachers just like you translate your best skills, your teaching skills, from the classroom into the business world so that you can grow a more successful and more profitable full-time business right now. Listen on to learn more. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This week on the podcast, we're going to talk about mistakes. Um, I am very out there in the world saying that, um, first to tell you that between the two businesses I own, um, I have made all the mistakes and I am a big fan of making mistakes in order to learn and grow. I, I don't like purposely set out to mess things up, but I also know that we can't learn without making mistakes. You, you, they're part of the game. That being said, what I have found over my years of entrepreneurship is that there are some mistakes that I made way larger, way more often, and way more extensive than I needed to, and that I didn't need to give them all the time and energy that they took. So today, what I want to share with you are three specific mistakes that I have made in my business and that I find clients come to me making over and over again also that I made over the years that took loads of time and energy to untangle, but actually are ones that you don't have to make, that are things that you don't have to do. You could just skip them and like go to the next level of of success by not doing these. You could save yourself all this time and energy because I have already made these mistakes for you. Before we get to that, I want to share a really amazing thing one of my clients did last week. She did something that even surprised herself. We were talking about what would be fun in her business. And as we were talking, I asked her, you know, so tell me what would be fun for you to do? She had said to me, oh, if I do this thing, it would be so much fun. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. What else would be fun? And she took a second and she opened her mouth and some words came out. And then she went and covered her mouth real quick because what fell out was like this secret desire to do something new that she didn't even realize was in there. And like she paused afterwards and looked kind of guilty. And it turned out that that's, it was like a secret thing that she's always thought would be fun to do, but had never dared to say out loud. And the most fun part of it wasn't even that she actually articulated it. It, That was part of the fun. But the most fun part of it was because she articulated it, now we get to do something with it. So it's just super fun to have her not only realize this thing that she's been secretly wanting to do and probably hadn't even admit to herself that she thought would be tons of fun, but now we get to create this secret wish, this secret fun in her business together. Like this is the joy of coaching for me um, that you know she has this idea of something that would be super fun for her to do And she didn't even realize it was in there. And when it fell out, she was like, oh, it would be super fun. She thought it was out of reach and it is not. It's actually something she's already in the process of creating and didn't even notice. So 
it's just super fun. Okay, so let's talk about the three mistakes. The first one is one that um, I make repeatedly even still. I think we all do. And if you have any um, any planner in you, you do this. So the first mistake I want to talk about is one that has cost me lots of money over the years and time. And it is this. I have tried to solve problems that I didn't have yet rather than the ones I had in front of me. So this takes on lots of different forms. Um, For me, when I built my first business, the most costly form of it was building a website that did all kinds of things that solved problems we would have had three years from now, from then, before I even knew Before we had those problems, I didn't need to solve them. So we spent lots of time and energy like planning for every eventuality rather than just starting. Here are the things that go wrong with that. When you're planning for every eventuality, more eventualities just pop into your brain and you build and build and build. And then it turns out that once you really get moving, that's not what you end up doing. So you've built things you don't need, number one. The second thing that's wrong there is that, not wrong, I don't mean, but the thing that like sucks all the time and energy and money is that what we didn't do when we were planning, planning, planning for all the problems we might have someday is solve the first problems we had, which was getting what we had in front of people, right? So often I will have clients come to me and say, Okay, so I want to do X thing. And if I want to do X thing, I need A, B, C, D, E, and F. And then they go, what's the tool I should use for F? Well, it doesn't matter, actually. Because until you do A, nothing else matters. We want to naturally plan. I am all for planning. And planning is, in so many ways, a way to exert control over things that feel unsure, right? Like when we're not exactly sure what's going to happen, we make 16 contingency plans. That's what this is. So me solving problems I didn't have yet was me trying to control the uncontrollable and and throwing money at it to solve it, which didn't actually help. Now, one of the things that I have learned to ask myself that you can ask yourself that helps me time and time and time again is what is the problem I'm trying to solve right now? So often I find myself like, oh, if I use this tool, I could do these things. And But then when I stop and say, okay, wait, what is the problem I'm trying to solve right now? That problem has nothing to do with the tool I'm looking at. So We can pull ourselves back. And yes, I'm not saying don't plan, but I'm saying don't spend tons of energy, money, time, brain space thinking like, okay, I have two clients now, but when I have a hundred clients, I have to have it work like this. So I have to build it like this now. You will change 57 times between now and a hundred clients between now and a thousand sales, between now and whatever. And the processes you need will evolve with you. 
you're going to have times where you think like, oh, I have to have a way to track that now that I'm doing it. And you make one. Solving the problem you have today is a little bit of trusting yourself, right? If you can solve the problem you have today, you can trust yourself to solve the next problem when it comes up. So the key question to ask yourself in here is, what is the problem I have right now? What am I trying to solve for? All right. Mistake number two. Mistake number two is one that uh, I had to learn the hard way. And I think we all do in life. But please, this is me trying to ease your path a little bit. So for me, one of the things that I really like to do is to listen to people and then take action on their thoughts. Like if somebody says, well, you ought to do it this way, I think like, okay, I'm willing to try that. Oh, oh, the circles I managed to tie myself in while I was doing this. So the mistake in here is not so much in listening, because listening is great. Taking input, great. Although I do it less now than I ever have probably. The problem was that what I did was I felt compelled to use everyone else's ideas rather than just trusting myself. I felt like if they offered me a suggestion, I had to take it. And we all do this on some level, right? Somebody says to you, oh, here's this really handy worksheet I used with my class. You want to try it? And you think like, oh, okay, I'll give this a shot. Or a friend says to you, oh, well, you know, when I was trying to lose weight, I did it like this. And you think like, oh, that's worth a try. But in business, so often we get so much advice from people that don't actually get what we're doing or that aren't our target audience. They'll say, oh, but if you talk to people on LinkedIn instead of, oh, you know, Facebook, or if you only did it on Instagram, it would work better. Well, Okay, but if I took everybody's advice, I've had all the platforms. And in my first business, I did because everybody said, well, you have to be on all the platforms when like really I'm bad at two thirds of the platforms. And it turns out all I need for that business is Pinterest. Who knew? Um, So I would say that the mistake in here is not in the taking the input, but you can also feel free to limit that. It is in feeling compelled to take action on the opinions you've been offered because that's just what they are, opinions. What I've learned to ask myself over the years is, does this make sense for me right now? I can walk away from a conversation and take what they said to me, like, you know, it would be great for your business to be on Instagram. Okay. I don't disagree that it would be great for my business to be on Instagram. And then I come back and I sit down at my desk and I think, does this make sense for me right now? Because in the end, I have to be the decision maker of my business, right? Just like you're the decision maker in your household, the decision maker in your classroom, the decision maker in your, you know, friend group, whatever you want to do. I have to treat myself the same way in my business as the CEO, So if I stop and I think, okay, wait, does this make sense for me right now? A lot of times the answer is no. You know what? It doesn't make sense for me to spend time on Instagram right now. I'm just not there yet. I don't, I don't love Instagram. (laughs) I might never get there and that's okay. 
So if you want to listen to the opinions, great. You just don't need to take them and no one will think less of you. You know, sometimes I think like, oh my gosh, if I didn't take their suggestion, they're going to think I don't respect their thoughts. And that's not true. They're just making a suggestion and it is okay for you to think like, this doesn't fit me right now, but I'll keep it in mind. And that's something I've learned to say to people far and wide. Yeah, I appreciate your thought. This doesn't actually fit me right now, but I will keep it in mind. No problem. Okay, so that's mistake number two. Mistake number three is a killer. Um, It is one that took me years to realize I was doing, but is such a quick fix once you see it. It's like, oh, okay. And once you have it, you can't, it doesn't go away, but you do have to hang on to it. So the mistake I made early on, and I think so many businesses make, particularly early on, is confusing sharing with connecting. Sharing and connecting are not the same thing. So I think of this most often as the difference between posting and meeting people. In my business, I can share content. I can share ideas. I can share freebies. I can share lives. I share this podcast. But me sharing is not necessarily the exact same thing as me connecting to you directly. I now am able to to know we are connected at this stage in my business because I know we are in conversation. But what happens is early in business, particularly, we fall into this trap where it's like, I'm creating, I'm putting stuff out there. How come nobody's talking to me? Because what you're doing is sharing. You're just saying like, here world, here's my stuff. Now you love me. And that's not the same thing as truly connecting. So sometimes what I ask myself is, am I saying this to share or am I saying this to connect? And every now and then, less so than it once was, I'd say, oh, I was just sharing. I I think like, oh, this was just me sharing. This is not me connecting. Oftentimes, just sharing is like, hey, I got a new dog versus like, hey, I got this new dog. And, you know, talk to me about what you've done with your dogs that you think I should know. There's a different level of connecting there than me just telling you stuff. In a classroom, it's the difference between sort of teaching and telling, right? Sharing is just telling. It's like, here's what I have. Here's, use this. I have this thing for you. Versus like, hey, let's have a conversation. Here's what I think you should know. What do you think about it? What are your thoughts? Where do you get confused? Where do you get stuck? And now that I know the difference between sharing and connecting, I'm a much better connector. And that is, it makes all the difference to really focus on, you know, is this me connecting or am I just telling people stuff? Because it comes from a different place in you, it comes off differently, and it comes back to you differently. When you're just like throwing spaghetti against the universe, that's a very mixed metaphor, sorry. (laughs) When you're just throwing spaghetti against the wall, throwing things out there again into the universe, you're just throwing them out. You're not expecting anything back, even though you kind of are. When you're connecting, you're building conversation. So it's really in the intent. But if you have that intent, often you do things differently. And I see it with clients. 
that make this shift from telling or sharing to connecting, to to pulling in versus just throwing out, right? And it makes a tremendous difference. It's made all the difference for me. So three mistakes you don't have to make anymore. Solving problems you don't have yet. So how do you solve the problem that's in front of you right now? What is the problem right now? Using all the opinions, feeling compelled to use everybody's input. Like, does this matter for me? And confusing sharing with connecting. And the question under there is, what is my intent here? Am I sharing or am I trying to connect? Okay, so I hope that I have helped you at least a little bit to maybe avoid some of these mistakes or spend a little bit of time on them, spend a little less time on them, not spend more time on them. Please let me know what happens. Feel free to reach out to me um, on Facebook. Feel free to connect. Come on over and join my group. It's called Teachers in Business. If you haven't already, this is the kind of stuff we talk about all the time. And then also feel free to um, connect one-on-one and send a message and say, hey, now I'm connecting more. Or, hey, I didn't realize I was solving problems I didn't have yet, but I was. And if you're stuck in this, if you find yourself over and over again sharing instead of connecting, um, using everyone else's opinions and you can't turn it off, or you're just in way over planning mode and you are stuck in the cave of planning and not taking any action, solving for problems you're going to have in three years, but not today's so that you never get to those problems in three years, please reach out. I can help. This is what I do. I have done this work myself. It is what I do day in, day out with clients. And I would love to help you get to a place where you are taking action to solve the problems you have today, really listening to yourself and trusting yourself first and connecting deeply with your people. If you want to do that, you can head to my website, torpycoaching.com. And then I will see you on the next episode of the podcast. I'm taking next week off, but I will be back the first full week in April. I'll see you then.